When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is brought to you by Kill Global Coaching and Consulting. Go to KILNGlobalCoaching.com when you're ready to bake success into work and life. Now for the next episode of Whiskey, Jazz, and Leadership. Welcome to the Whiskey, Jazz, and Leadership Podcast. Subscribe now so you don't miss a drop of straight talk you can't get anywhere else. We discuss the whiskeys to drink, music to listen to, and what it really takes to be an effective leader. I'm your host, Galen Bingham, the leadership strategist. Tonight's guest, author, speaker, actress, and certified Napoleon Hill trainer, Havila Malone. Hey, what you drink? Ladies and gentlemen, this is exactly what you get on Whiskey, Jazz, and Leadership. This is, I mean, it's amazing how you just sum that up. And I can see each of those elements playing out in your success. So so just talk a little bit more about, you know, it's easy to look now and marvel at all of your accolades. But there, there, there's been some work, right? And we talked earlier about how you put the work in. You decided this is what I want to accomplish. Although I don't know exactly how, it's a matter of time. And really, we're just waiting for the universe to, to understand what I'm intending for, for, for it to be or to do for me. What is that journey like for you? Actually, interestingly enough, it it falls right into that pattern that I just spoke about because I feel like we are here to be creators. We are here to be able to take our unique footprint. Like I'm a believer that we are spiritual beings having a physical experience. Mm. So this, this human thing that we are doing, like this is a, a by choice thing. So we come into this experience and then we have all of the influences from, you know, family, friends, community, all of that good stuff. And there's a, a, a an idea of who we should be and how we should operate in life. And it's almost like our challenge, our job, our opportunity to be able to go beyond that preconceived notion of what we should be and become all that we can be. Mm -hmm. And so in that, it takes a lot of climbing, climbing past. If this is the ceiling at which my parents accomplished in life, then can I climb past that ceiling? If this was the level of love that was able to be shown or give to, given to me, can I go beyond that level and, and, and expand myself beyond that? And so that does take work. It takes changing our belief system. It takes changing. Uh, and I think that change comes from first being exposed to new things. That's why I'm like such a huge proponent of like, travel of having a diverse group of of friends and a diverse group of people who you associate with that have 
ideas, beliefs, opinions that go beyond what yours is. Like, it's great to be around people who think like you. Yes, that, that there's a comfort zone there, but also to engage with people who don't think like you because there's some value in that too. But all of that takes energy. And so it's like, am I willing to expend the energy that is required for growth? Or will I just stay here in this comfortable position where I really don't have to do much moving around? I don't have to exert much energy. And I think one of my greatest gifts is that once I have been exposed to something that sparks my interest, then I'm willing to expend the energy. Yeah. So one of the things that I have often, I'm going to tell you, I struggle with personally. I'm a, I'm a coach. I'm an executive coach. I'm steeped in emotional intelligence. I know how important this stuff is. But uh, we have 67,000 thoughts per day. And research shows that 70 to 80% of those thoughts are negative and self-critical on average. And 80% of those negative and self-critical thoughts are just on repeat. They're the same thoughts. They're not even brand new thoughts. They're the same thoughts. And it's important based upon that. It's important for you to feed yourself positive affirmations, positivity, because if you just let yourself go, you're going to have these negative thoughts. And there is no way you can accomplish anything of greatness if you've got this this self-limiting belief. How do you stay focused on making sure that you only allow positivity in or that you bounce back quickly because what I've what I've found is that successful people aren't people who never have a negative thought they just bounce back they just bounce back quicker than most they don't wallow uh, so what what are some things that you do um, when you find yourself in a negative place what are some things that you do to bounce back quicker um, and that's such a great point because you do need processes or tools in place to be able to help you because yes negative thoughts are everywhere around us and also within us so it's not like oh you're immune to never having negative thoughts or anxiety or doubts or stress or any of those things but it's what do you do with it and how long do you sit with that um, that really matters. And so for me, and, and I have definitely seen over the years of doing the work, how I have changed in that arena, because <laughs> as I have come to learn about myself, I used to be a very negative person. I didn't think I was, <laughs> but now with the contrast of who I am today and being able to like the hindsight being 2020, I was like, dang, I was always like, pessimistic <laughs> and, like <laughs> you know, always waiting for the shoe to drop, I guess, yeah. you know, that kind of mentality. And And what I found was, one, what you feed yourself on a daily basis. Mm. So are you listening to the news? And the news is primarily feeding you with fear and things that are going to grab your attention and keep you in a very constricted, worrisome mindset. And so that was one of the things, especially with leaving the news and being a part of the creation of those cycles and stories, it was just like, this is not healthy for me to continue to feed myself with. So that was one of the things that I cut off. 
and also the people who you surround yourself with. It was kind of like if the crux of the conversations that we're having, we're talking about people like it's gossip or you're worried about what next, you know, pandemic item is going to strike or if you're worried or your conversations are about, you know, how things were horrible today, then that's that again, you're feeding your mind with that and whatever you continue to dish into your conscious mind is going into your unconscious mind and creating a a belief system. It's creating a pattern of, oh, this is how the world is. So now we have to adapt ourselves to protect ourselves from these things, as opposed to if you're talking about opportunities. Let's talk about what the wins were for today. Let's talk about what you know, what things you really desire that you want to create in this world, or let's talk about how we can help somebody who's going through a challenging time, because that creates a different perspective of the world around you. So it's like, do I live in a friendly universe or do I Mm. live in a hostile universe? And that's all crafted by what you're feeding yourself in your own mind. And so making sure that I am having upbuilding conversations with people or people are choosing to have, you know, a, a lower vibrational conversation. I'll just excuse myself. Cause I'm just like, I'm, I'm like, you can do whatever you want to do, but I know that I need to protect and be a guard at the gates of my mind <laughs> so that I can have the outcome that I want. It's like, you can't marvel at what I am doing in my life without being willing to do the work to also get it. So you, you can do whatever you want to do, but if you want these results, then you have to put in this type of work. Um, I think also reaffirming like through affirmations, because whatever you continually repeat, it's auto suggestion. Whatever you continually say to yourself on a consistent basis will become your belief system and will become your reality. Wow. So that that you continue to say to yourself, especially the stuff that we say about ourselves, mm. we can be so critical about ourselves that we probably wouldn't even say to other people the things that we say to ourselves because it is so degrading and low vibrational and mean a lot of times. But it's like, no, build yourself up. I am smart. I am beautiful. I am accomplished. I am talented. I am powerful beyond measure. Like put that into yourself on a daily basis, mm. because then that is the reflection that you'll see back in the mirror. So the, the feeding process is critical. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I, I, I got to ask you about this because you're, you're going to recognize this as being straight out of Napoleon Hill's Think and Go Rich. Uh, and, you know, the, the, it's this idea. And because of my background being corporate, uh, I changed it a little bit to fit kind of how I operate, but I call it my invisible board of directors. But your invisible board of directors, I mean, pretty strong, pretty strong characters. You've got Oprah Winfrey, you've got Jesus Christ, you've got the Buddha, Walt Disney, Steve Jobs, Elon Musk, Warren Buffett. I mean, if you're going to construct <laughs> an invisible board of director, you might as well start with, with that group of seven people. Talk to me about how how you leverage that invisible board of directors in a, in a tangible way for allowing you to do the kinds of things that you're doing. Absolutely. You know, they used to be, used to be big back in the day. You would see like bumper stickers on people's cars and it'd be like, what would Jesus do? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of that same type of mindset or question where it's kind of like, 
if I'm working on a business problem or I'm trying to come up with a new idea, then who would have some insight or who could have a perspective that could be useful or um, expand my mind in some way to, to let me look at things differently? And so I'm like, Oprah Winfrey, who is a media mobile, you know, inspirational thought leader, like she is just, you know, such an accomplished person. So I'm like, if I could tap into the mind of Oprah Winfrey and be able to sit down with her and have a conversation and get insight, get information on this particular, you know, business situation that I am contemplating or that I'm trying to get insights into, I mean, how valuable is that? And it really is because we are part of a collective conscious. Mm. Everything is connected. It's one of the universal laws. It's called the law of divine oneness. So everything that has ever been and will ever be is connected through that universal consciousness. So you can literally go to, it's about slowing your breath, getting into a very relaxed state, going into almost an alpha level brain frequency or function, which we do it automatically as we're coming up out of sleep. And when we're going down into sleep, you go through that alpha wavelength, which means your brain is vibrating at a lower, lower rate. And then you go down into like Delta and into those deeper sleep frequencies. But in alpha, you have such a bigger connection to all this information that exists all around us. Mm -hmm. Some people call an Akashic record, you know, whatever your connection to that is, it is real. It is there. You could either utilize it for your own good or you could not utilize it for your own good. But it's there. It's there. <laughs> exactly. And so I will go into this alpha state and be able to call upon my counsel. And I have done healings within my own body. I've done remote healings with other people. I have been able to come up with amazing business ideas, answer questions that have perplexed me, gone into getting deep scientific information by utilizing this process. And so if you do any research into the use of an invisible council or going into alpha state to access information, like there's a lot of research that is available, scientific research that's available on how effective this is. But it's again, it's another tool that we all have access to. So it's like the more that we open ourselves up to the resources that we have, to the power that we have, it's like you can have such an abundant, rich life and you're not alone. Like you are so not alone. Wow. You, you know, one, one of the things that I, I have always been impressed uh, about you every time I have been in the same room with you or... Um, in the on the same program, on the same Zoom screen, whatever the case is, or just kind of in your in your area, is you have a very strong conviction in what you believe. But I never see you coming across as being preachy. I, I never see you as pushing this, pushing your beliefs onto other people. But boy, if someone asks, "Hey, how did you accomplish this?" You're very clear about how you accomplished these things that you've accomplished. Where has this come from, this dance between being incredibly confident in who you are, 
uh, at the same time, knowing the balance of not crossing the line and telling other people you, they have to be the exact same way. You know, I truly had to fight for this. And I say fight for it because I grew up in a highly religious household, like where my path, what I should believe, like how life is and what life isn't, um, was very much outlined for me from birth. And so that's what, what I was fed with. And believed wholeheartedly the majority of my life and pushed it on other people <laughs> as well because it was like this is a matter of life and death and you need to you know live your life this way and as i started to be exposed to different people from different cultures from different belief systems from different ways of doing things there was something that cracked open in me and it was like is what i have the only thing or the right thing or you know like I started to question within myself like because I feel on a soul level called to so much more than just what is in this box that has been presented to me and so it started making me kind of um, step back a little bit and reevaluate things and start to take in more information to be able to understand wow there's a bigger picture here that I haven't been aware of and once I started to ask more questions and start to get more answers from different sources, it was like, wow, I'm a firm believer. There's many roads that lead to Mecca. Mm, wow. <laughs> and so I'm like, there isn't one right or wrong way. You have to find what works best for you. Mm. Like we are all divine beings. Like I don't have any more than you have. You don't have any more than I have. And so what you chose to come into this life to do and you chose to bring in as your gift how can i sit here and tell you that oh well the way you're doing that is wrong right, so right. i can evaluate hey i'm watching your path i'm seeing the results of your path does that work for me maybe not or maybe it does and so i can appreciate people and their different ways of choosing to live this life without feeling like my way is the right way for everyone. Now, if you observe my path or you hear me talking about something and you're like, wow, that resonates with me and I want to know more about it or I want to explore that, I will, hey, here you go. Like, this, <laughs> this is what it is. This is what I did, you know. But you also still have to find what works for you because I thought there was a cookie cutter way to live life. Mm. And that cookie cutter way is really just laziness mm. at the end of the day, because you have to do the work to find out what works for you. And sometimes you have to stand alone on mm. that island as you are figuring that out. And that's a scary place to be, but it's a very powerful place to be because you get to step into the fullness of who you are. So I will never be one to be like, you got to do this or you have to do it this way or whatever. I could definitely be like, hey, here's what has worked best for me and has worked best for people who I have observed or worked with. However, try it for yourself. If it doesn't work for you, there's plenty of other paths you can find yeah, yeah. <laughs> to try out until you figure out the one that works for you. And I think that's the gift of life. And who am I to take away your gift? 
it. Ah, and so now you're, you're getting into the, my metaphor of jazz, that we all have our own way of getting from point A to point B. And I, I just I got to talk about this because, uh, you know, you, you've got some I asked you about your favorite jazz musicians. Some of them I, I was kind of expecting. Right. It's like. Most people will list at least one or two members of the Marcellus family, right? It's just kind of, they're on the Mount Rushmore, and now I'm going to get all these jazz heads calling me. How dare you put the, okay, uh, all right, whatever. Kermit Ruffins, you and I have talked about before. I was not familiar with Kermit uh, Ruffins. I am I have since become familiar based upon your recommendation, and I, I get it, I get it. But there's one name you've got on this list that has been a, a secret uh, favorite of mine, at, at least for 30 years now, and that's Harry Connick Jr. I just, I identify with Harry Connick Jr. because he and I are about the same age. And he was into jazz, which was always, in my mind, a grown-up adult-type genre. And he was doing that at 18 and 19 years old. And 18, 19 year old, you're not supposed to be in the jazz at 18 and 19 years old, but I was, and he was doing it. Talk to me a little bit about how these, your favorite jazz musicians, how does that fit into this, this spirit of who you are? Mm -hmm. Because there's a, a rhythm to it. There's an upbeatness to it. There's something so smooth about jazz that puts you into like this elevated mood. And so I'm all about being elevated. I am all about, you know, finding those higher frequencies, higher vibrations. And so music is definitely a very strong tool to be able to help you to get to that um, state of being, those states of mind. And so it's like, when you're looking to just, you know, relax but get high i will say like that, that's kind of like the, the the vibe that i get from jazz then like those are the people who you want to be able to put on and and this is a part of that feeding process mm -hmm. like you could be saying your affirmations to like an amazing jazz artist or whatever and as they're going off on those like riffs and you know playing their instruments it's just kind of like it puts you into this place and and i love it and so Jazz music it plays a really important role in keeping a mood, keeping a, a, you know, kind of a vibe going or even just setting one when you need it. Like, like, say you've had a hard day or whatever, you can go put on some jazz and be like, you know what? I'm good. <laughs> Well, I tell you, this has been an incredible conversation. I, I got to bring you into the VIP room because uh, I really want to get your insight around this this mantra that you have. Uh, it seems like everywhere I see your name, I see this hashtag of being proof of what's possible. And I just want to understand more about that, especially as it pertains to leaders. But that doesn't sound like something I'm comfortable giving away for free. So we need to bring that into the VIP room. But hey, on this side of the velvet rope, though, I just want to raise my glass one more time and just thank you for being who you are, doing what you're doing, being proof of what's possible. 
Uh, but on a personal level, I just really appreciate having your name in my contact list and just having someone who I can see them on television and, and text them, you know, in the next five minutes and they actually return my text. I just really enjoy that energy that you bring uh, because, you know, as you said earlier, sometimes this can be a lonely walk especially if you feel like you're the only one that believes that there's something greater out there. And um, you, you are my proof of what's, of what's possible. So thank you for that. My pleasure. Thank you. All right. So cheers. Cheers. Hey, it's not too late. Hit that subscribe button so you're sure to catch the next episode. If you're really enjoying the vibe, leave us a review or become a VIP for guests and show exclusives. Cheers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.